This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, man's best friend. Say come and he's there. Say fetch and he has it. Say sick M and all hell breaks loose. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And that is all we have for Horse Lanta today. It's a direct quote. It is a direct quote. That's how he that's his apology, everybody, for missing a second episode in a row. Like the terrible, terrible person he is. It's true. He's a bad person, but no K horse. Yes. Exactly. That's why he's a horse Lanta and not a Brett Lanta. And we watch Man's Best Friend. Yeah, suggested by a friend and patron of the podcast, uh, Lady Sadie Von Classy Shark. Yeah. Hi, Sadie. Hi. Since technically she didn't, she didn't actually suggest Sharknado, so I this is her actual suggestion. Mm. She just suggested we do a shark movie for her birthday. And yeah. Brett had already suggested one, so I moved it to the top of the list for her technicalities for the win. Exactly. Being technically correct is the best kind of correct, is what I hear. That We all know that, I think. Yeah. Somebody said it once. So, uh, Chris, how does this uh, movie film uh, suggested by Lady Sadie Von Classy Shark start? Uh, credit sequence featuring dog what? imagery. What? Credits? I didn't buy these credits. <laughs> And then we uh, we go to genetic research facility. Mm-hmm. Generic genetic research facility. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember what the name of the place was. Emacs. Emacs, of course. Emacs Labs. I think it's a subsidiary of Cyberdyne Technologies. I could see that. Yeah. And uh, some doctor lady... Is on the phone. A lab assistant? Ah, she had a lab coat on, so I figured doctor. Well, I everybody wears lab coats in the lab, Chris. That's why they're lab coats. Okay. I guess you got me on that. I mean, I've been to uh, airline food uh, production facilities where everyone's wearing jackets like that. I guarantee you, none of them are doctors. I mean, you don't know. Well, I don't know, but I can guarantee you I was not a doctor and I was there wearing one. So maybe you're just a fraud. I might be a fraud. It is possible. But I don't listen to my imposter syndrome, Chris. That's all I hear. And no one else should listen to my imposter syndrome either. Also true. I mean, I can't, I, I don't think I could convince anyone not to listen to their own imposter syndrome. So don't listen to mine. I bet you can do that. Solid advice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to manage my expectations. And uh, this here lab assistant, possible doctor, 
is going to blow the lid off the place by getting with local news affiliates. Yeah, local news lady Ali Sheedy. Yeah. Because she wants to blow the lid off of this whole thing with the animal cruelty. Because it was the 90s and that was the thing we cared about. And the vivisection. Yeah, they say vivisection a lot more than one would anticipate. Yes, there's even a book about vivisection in the in the movie. Yeah. So she gives them a ring, tells them to meet her like outside the south gate or some shit. Yeah. So she can give them access to the lab. And then she goes and checks on all the animals. There's one monkey that like apparently is missing at the top of its skull and its brain is just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a puma, a tiger, uh, uh, a black bear. Yeah, there's all sorts of varying various, animals. Various primates. And she's yep. uh, she sees that one of them is not in its uh, cage. Nope. And then she crawls into the cage for reasons i think to look at the whatever collar used to be on it to see how it got out of its collar yeah but that doesn't so go you well. to, yeah instead of pulling the the collar out of the cage she just crawls into the cage with the collar and then the the creature of whatever it is uh drags her out and presumably eats her until it is tranked by a faceless trank gunman yeah or woman. Gun person. Gun person. The uh, the film crew, well, I guess the two people, the camera person and Ali Sheedy. Yeah. Show up. The camera the camera lady who looks kind of like um one of the new characters from Picard. I can't remember the character's name. Uh, Michelle Hurd is the actress. So, I'm not completely terrible. That's good. Yeah. Only uh, somewhat. She, yeah. She plays... Uh, oh, Rafi. On Picard. It looks kind of like that lady. I mean, it's totally not her, but it looks kind of like her. <laughs> they, uh... They sneak in because the security guard is distracted by the viscera cleanup man. Yeah, and trying to help him with his dating profile so that he can get more dates. Because, yeah, security guard's been taking a creative writing class on the <laughs> side and wants to help. I'm like, oh, that's so... I love, like, the stupid, like, slice of life, lower deck shit like that. <laughs> yeah. And... So that warmed my heart. They make their way in. They see all the various vivisections. Yeah. And the other yeah, videotaping all of it because they have the TV video camera. And they come across uh, a big dog. Yeah, big dog. Yeah, because she's like, look, get a shot of this this jaguar and a shot of this bear and then a shot of this 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 you know hideous, and then she pulls off the uh the cover and it's just like big fluffy dog, and she's like, Dog? And it's got like a bunch of like electronics and like wires attached to it. 
that she then just promptly starts to rip off of it. <laughs> like, it's like, you don't know what that is. That could be like his insulin pump or something. Like, that dog might just die of diabetic coma right in front of you, for all you know. <laughs> that was a thing keeping it alive. Just pull it right out. Don't even worry about yeah. it. Yeah. You don't know what that thing is doing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they're in the process of, like, trying to film an intro with the dog uh, when... Uh, Lance Henriksen shows up at the lab because it's his fucking lab. Uh, and he left something there. I don't know. Like he decided to go back there for some fucking reason. Uh, and, uh, catches them there. Yeah. Chase ensues. Yeah. They make an escape. They do drop a VHS tape. That's definitely uh, a beta. Is, oh uh, yeah. Yeah. It's too big to be VHS. It's whatever the fucking camera uses. Uh, they drop that and it slides underneath a cage, never to be seen again until the end, towards the end of the movie. Yeah, until it's Re- plot relevant. Yeah. And they uh, they escape, but also Max escapes with them. Yeah, he gets in the back of the car before they could even think about stopping him, and then they drive off. Yeah. Yeah, so he's like, apparently he's a Tibetan Mastiff, but he looks kind of like a Bernese Mountain Dog to me. So, if you know what either one of those look like, you know kind of what Max looks like. He's a big, goofy floof ball. So they, uh, they escape. Lance Hendrickson calls the cops. They stop at a grocery store? Yes. Because they need to buy uh, some dog food for the dog, if nothing else. Um, And they head back to the car, and a guy in the parking lot jumps them, holds a knife to Ali Sheedy's throat, and uh, threatens her and her friend. And looks like he's going to rape Ali Sheedy. Yeah. And then... Uh, Max unlocks the car door, opens the car door, uh, chases the guy who still runs away with the purse, uh, fucking like vaults, the dog vaults like a, one of those, a couple lines of, uh, shopping carts, uh, and then comes back later with the purse. Yeah. Cause and he's like, a good oh, dog. He is a good boy. And, uh. And this is about the point where I'm like, oh, no, no, I, that's not quite there yet. We have to wait for the boyfriend to show up. Yeah. Yeah. So then we um, cut back to the, the cops. Who are they dating? Or I mean, should, I... should they be dating? <laughs> they should They should just see how it goes. You know, they did nothing major. You don't have to sign on to anything. You don't have to move in. You can go out, get a nice yeah. uh, There's meal. There's depth. There's definitely some romantic tension between the two cops. Yeah. But I don't know if I don't, that's definitely not intentional in the movie, but there's definitely some chemistry between those two guys. Yeah. There, there's a couple of scenes in particular, like where he's concerned about his health. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> Oh, that's not a conversation I've ever had with a person I work with. Yeah. <laughs> you probably never even had that conversation with horse Lanta. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> so, and he's like one of your best friends of all time. 
And the oh. cops, uh, the cops are like, yeah, whatever. We'll look for a dog, I guess. And Lance Hendrickson's like, no, you don't get it. He's a genetic fucking hybrid dog. Yeah, like he's got like the. He's basically how he's. Oh, I can't think of the, I can't think of the comic book character I'm trying to think of, but he's you know he's got like the agility of a jaguar, and basically you know the ability to camouflage himself like a chameleon and. Presumably, and then they they also show pictures of like a snake eating a mouse and something else I can't remember off the top of my head. Like, but basically, like they he took a whole bunch of other animals' DNA and shoved them into this dog to make him bigger, faster, stronger. He had the technology, yada yada yada. Yeah, and in the right hands, the dog could save the world, but in the wrong hands, it could destroy it. Yeah, because they're meant to be like guard dogs or something like that. Uh, but just running loose, who knows what this dog is going to do. Yeah, and apparently uh, it's full of some sort of, like, mood stabilizers. Neuropathic drugs, I believe, is the term they use in the movie. I have no idea if that's a real medical term, but it didn't sound like one to me. <laughs> yeah, so if the dog's not chock full of medical medical cocktail... It'll, I don't know, regress. It's gonna have a psych- he says it's going to have a psychotic break. Yeah, which I'm, I'm no geneticist, but that seems like some kind of oversight in the yeah. process. Yeah, yeah, no, like, people always talk, you know, like, you always hear about, like, oh, like, such and such a breed, like, they'll, someday, sometime, they'll just, they'll just turn on you for no fucking reason. I'm like, well, one, that doesn't really happen. There's always a reason. You probably just didn't realize what it was. and But apparently there are some, like apparently some golden retrievers are having some weird aggression issues, I think, as they get more and more inbred. Yeah. But, so, you know, watch out for your golden retrievers now, I guess. But, like, that's more obvious than just like, I've had this dog for 10 years and then it ate my face. No, that doesn't happen. Not normally. No, no, you did something to, or else that dog is like suffering from something. It's not like something that that breed just does. Doesn't have enough mood stabilizers. Yeah, it didn't have enough neuropathic drugs in its system. Yeah, the Uh, snake part took over. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so Ali Shitty takes uh, Max home. Yeah. And then her butt-chin boyfriend shows up. Yeah. And apparently he's worried about going bald. The parrot calls him a baldy, which I thought was pretty fucking funny. Yeah. The parrot yells uh, borderline obscenities. Yeah. Voiced by Frank Welker, which fucking just cracks me up. Who I know is like Slimer from the real Ghostbusters and Uni from uh, the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. (laughs) <laughs> are his his two big those are my two big touchstones for uh for Frank Welker. And uh the dog the dog is what Max is the dog? Yes, Max is the dog. Short for Max 3000, whatever the fuck that could possibly mean. Yeah, they he uh he he listens to commands and apparently he rolls over for belly rubs and they like they're rubbing him He's got big incisions that are healing, and there's a tattoo on him that says Max 3000. Yeah. Which, unless you're a robot, 
they should you should never be named anything thousand. Like that's like robot nomenclature. Yeah. What maybe it was supposed to be a robot at some point. It would make more sense. Apparently the box art for this movie has the dog as a robot or a cyborg. Yeah, I mean that all makes more sense what with like the modules from earlier. And yeah. the big scar, like what part of genetic manipul- manipulation requires you to have a 27-inch incision? I don't know, that's where they that's where they put all the drugs, Chris. That's that's where all the mood stabilizers live. Yep. All those neuropathic drugs that go somewhere. It's like a full sack, a full-on sack of them. Yep, just 16 kilos. The drug sack is a little yep. place where my mood stabilizers live. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a Zydrate uh, verse for that, and I couldn't, so. No Zydrate anatomy for me. You'd need a very large glass vial for that much. (laughs) Yeah. I got a gallon jug. (laughs) A little gallon jug? (laughs) Uh, I need to watch that movie again sometime. It's been a while. But, uh, yeah, and, but then, yeah, so Chim Butt Boyfriend shows up, um, he is, even though it's the 90s, he's like an 80s douche boyfriend. It's early 90s. Yeah, it's, I don't think he's supposed to be as off-putting as he is, but also it's 2023 and not 1993 anymore. Yeah, yeah, but he is definitely, like, hey, like, Hey, babe, this, I'm the one in control of the relationship here because I'm the man kind of vibe to him. And it just, it does not, it doesn't sit well these days. Although, to be fair. To be fair. I would be upset if my wife brought home some fucking ginormous ass dog that I had no say over why the fuck we had this giant ass dog. I'd be so excited. I'd be like, oh, it's a big fluffy boy! <laughs> I mean, especially since it has a real hate motor for boyfriend, like, immediately. Yeah, see, I would I would assume that I could charm the dog because I'm very good at charming dogs, but it, it may still hate me because, really, this dog is just, in my mind, the embodiment of toxic, toxic masculinity. Last dog that showed up my house was Link, and we all know about Link. <laughs> He's an asshole. Yeah, he sucks. I mean, he's not even great big. He's just a little stupid fuck. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lucifer is just the kind of guy, if he can lay his body on you, he's happy. That's all he wants is to lay on you. Like my mat pillow. Yeah. <laughs> he does, he does he'll, he'll accidentally lay across my mat pillow. He won't lay on my mat pillow thinking it's mat. So. That's all I think when I lay across it. Yeah, now see what I need, Matt is to sh- what I need is Matt to show up and he can go lay down in Lucifer's crate and then Lucifer can just lay on Matt in the crate and we'll all be happy, except for maybe Matt. Yeah, that all tracks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe Matt likes being in the crate. I don't know Matt that well. I don't really want to know Matt that well, or anybody really. Okay, I'm just noting, don't mention crate <laughs> fetish. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
Um, boyfriend decides that the dog is okay in the sense that he's terrified of it. So as long as it's outside. Yes. It's fine. Just put it in the backyard and I will forget about it. That is his idea. Yeah. And then they, uh, head off to bed where boyfriend wants to have relations. Well, no, they don't put it outside yet because Max has to watch them doing the fun times well no see they're gonna oh, right. do he's outside they're gonna do yeah, the fun right. times even though she's mad that boyfriend interrupted her reading vivisection and you yeah <laughs> a child's <laughs> guide to vivisections yeah like it's just like she's like i'm doing research for a story and he's like you're reading weird stuff and i don't want you doing that so let's just put this away it's super implied that there's some gnarly ass picture on whatever page she's on too because he's like oh god what the hell is that yeah yeah i I love that i was like i'd be like okay sure it's somebody some animal being skinned alive or something that's gross but i'm not gonna be like what you doing I wouldn't be like, oh, gross, what's that? Let's bang. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's a weird let's, segue. Let's bang instead of uh, doing the uh, instead of like reading this weird book. So they they go to bang. That is no more reading. Time for reading no is over. Reading. Yeah, he doesn't want her having nightmares when she's sleeping because she's just a weak woman. That's true. Yeah. I mean, he is not, he is not a modern man. But the, uh, the dog outside is interrupting their, uh, pre-coital ritual. Which, I don't know, I have a dog's, I, facts, like, like, why are you doing that, dogs? Yeah, I mean, if I do not crate or lock the dog out of the room, the dog will try to get involved whenever I try to have... Any kind of, uh, like, a physical relationship with my wife. So, I get it. But I've never had the dog peeking through the keyhole watching me either. That that dog was definitely on some creeper shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, the eye's, like, right up there in the <laughs> keyhole. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. are they doing in there? Like, no, she's mine. <laughs> Yeah, there's some uh, there's some implications in this movie about what's that, going on with this dog. That dog definitely feels like he possesses Ali Sheedy, which is why I call him the embodiment of toxic masculinity. And uh, the dog uh, doesn't care for it. Breaks down the door. Yeah. And and the guy's like, "You let him back in?" And she's like, "Well, he was." He was unhappy outside. So he I was him. a yeah. sad boy. Yeah. He, he just wants to boy. watch. Ain't you yeah. ever been cucked by a dog before? <laughs> I can see that too. The dog is like, I will mount you. And then just like makes eye contact with chin butt the entire time. Just like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the boss. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't have that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's heavily implied that the dog feels like he is uh, the man of the house and that Chin Butt can go fuck himself. Yeah. The The next day, they're, uh, the, the dog gets out and chases the newspaper kid around. 
Yeah. And he... well, because the newspaper kid throws the paper, hits the dog in the head. Dog doesn't enjoy being hit in the head with a newspaper and uh, chases the kid down and like eats his bicycle tire before uh, Ali Sheedy can show up and like call the dog home. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it's totally implied that dog was going to kill that kid. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> then, how uh, dare you hit me with a newspaper? I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. And Ali Sheedy saves him with her angelic voice calling the dog home. Yeah. Man. I don't do a good Ali Sheedy impression. I'm sorry. Uh, then some other fucking kid just walks into her house. Rudy. Yeah. Who she, who she is friends with? I don't know like I I it's not like that kid seems to like not like he's like I'm here to clean your house or I'm here to mow your lawn or anything like that. Just like, "Hey lady, I it's good to see you." Hey, like, "Hey, Ali Shady, good to see you again. What you got in the fridge?" "Oh, hey, pizza. Great. Let me have some of your pizza." "Oh, you got a new dog? That's cool." Yeah, and it's not like, "Hey, Aunt Allie. It's no. me, your nephew or whatever." No. It's like, hey, lady, it's me from the kid, the kid down the street who always hangs out at your house, apparently. I got rollerblades on. I love rollerblading because it's the 90s. Yeah, I can't imagine a scenario where I'm on either side of that equation and I'm like, yes to strange child in my home or yes to letting my child just wander into my neighbor's houses, stealing their yeah. pizza. Yeah. Although, oh, a, a little bit before this, as soon as I realized that uh, the dog didn't like the boyfriend, I was like, this is just short circuit with a dog, right? <laughs> yes, except for with far less offensive stereotypes played by white people. Yeah, no, no Fisher Stevens in this one. Yeah. I'm playing an Indian dude. It was a different time back then. It was a different, it was a different time. It was still... Not okay. We just didn't know it at the time. True. Yeah. And the kid decides to take the dog for a walk, which, I mean, the dog is huge. This kid is like... On rollerblades. The dog is just towing the kid around the neighborhood. Yeah, the dog is like easily three of that kid. Yeah, I mean, yeah the kid probably weighs a good like 80 pounds. The dog probably weighs a good 120. Yeah. There's no way this kid on rollerblades is making this dog do anything it don't want to do. No, no, that, no. He's just along for the ride. My big dog Toby is like only like eighty five pounds, and I seriously doubt I could stop him from doing something <laughs> he really wanted to do. Lucifer is seventy pounds, and I have stopped him from lunging at another dog by wrapping my arms around his chest and holding him to my chest at. While at my uh, while I'm standing up, so that he couldn't get any purchase on the ground, and that is the only way I stopped him from lunging at another dog. Yeah, that like mean. My, yeah, like my wife doesn't like to take him walking where she thinks she might encounter other dogs by herself because she's afraid she won't be able to stop the seventy pounds of dog that he is. Yeah, once your dog is big enough, you can't just scoop him up with an arm and you gotta get him in a fucking MMA hole just to keep him from running. <laughs> yeah, I love, though, when people scoop up their dogs and Lucifer goes by, because I'm like, thank you. That just makes it so much easier. Because the dogs usually will not bark 
when their owner is holding them and he hates it when little dogs bark at him. Like that is the thing that sets him off like nobody's business is little little dogs barking at him and he's just kind of like, "Oh yeah." Uh, same <laughs> let me show you let me show you what's what <laughs> that's exactly which, my response which i get it because i mean like this little this little dog is like this little dog that you can eat in one bite is like challenging him so of course he's gonna like well i can't just let the challenge go you know because he's a fucking dog so i always am very careful whenever i see other other dogs around that if they start barking at him i start make taking a lot more care in how he's uh, being handled because I'm a responsible owner. True. Yeah. Which I wish more people were. I have other people go like, oh, hey, my dog's not good with their dogs. Let me just let my dog wander towards your dog. <laughs> oh, people oh, are the God. worst. And the worst part is since, since Lucifer is a Staffordshire Terrier, He'll get fucking blamed for anything bad that happens, even though, like, I could be like, no, that dog literally came up to him and tried to bite him on the face, and so my dog ate that dog. Like, sorry, still my dog's fault somehow. Yeah. It ain't so right. anyway, that's no, not right. But anyway, so Max is towing Rudy around town. Yeah, he meets up with Obnoxious Kid too. Right. And then they meet up with Obnoxious Cat 1. Yeah, and they both really hate this cat on account of it claws them whenever they get near it. And, I mean, judging from the way that kid kicked open the door on rollerblades and stole the pizza, yeah, I'd probably fucking scratch him, too. He seems like a real shithead. (laughs) Exactly. That cat was just defending its food. Yeah. Uh, Cat, not a big fan of Giant Dog. Like, shockingly. And get uh, it the whole like, you yeah. Know, hiss. So the kids naturally, because they suck, decide to stick the dog on the cat. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like, hey, go get it, Max. And Max is like, okay, well, this fucking cat's challenging me, so I'm gonna show it, show it who's boss. Yeah. And they ch- go chases around the neighborhood a little bit till it gets to a tree. Cat gets up the tree and is like, ha ha, I have fooled you now. And Max goes, oh, yes? Oh, yeah? Well, I got jaguar DNA, and I can climb a tree with the agility of a jaguar, according to Lance Hendrickson. Yeah, which, I mean, if the way the dog climbed that tree is any indication, not as graceful (laughs) as we were originally led to believe. The best part is it's fucking, it's fucking like Batman 67, like, level special effects, where they just have the dog crawling along, like, a horizontal tree trunk that they've built. And then they fucking flip the screen, they flip the shot in 90 degrees, so it looks like he's climbing up it. Yeah. I would wear, like, old man Sanders to poke his head out the window and be like, what you doing? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty fucking dumb. (laughs) And so you're watching this, you're just laughing, because it's, like, the fucking goofiest special effects. And, like, there's, like, the cat standing next to this cut-off tree branch, and you could see that someone had just, like, they've... It's not even a real tree branch because they've painted the fucking circles on the, you know, the, the, the age rings on the tree. Like they are obviously painted on. <laughs> yeah. And the whole time the music is indicating to you, this is some whimsical bullshit that's happening. It's like, like it's like yakety sax. It's yeah. Not yakety sax, but it might as well be yakety sax. It's a legally distinct yakety sax. 
<laughs> and then uh, the fucking Max gets to the cat, lunges at it, catches it in his mouth, and then proceeds to just unhinge his jaw and swallow it a whole like a fucking snake. <laughs> fucking bones and, and all, man. And everybody, and the viewers and the kids down below are just like, what? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Annoying kid, too, is like, yeah, that shit's on you, man. I had nothing yeah, to do with that. Yeah, you sick the dog on the cat. I didn't. And uh, and Rudy's like, dude, you encouraged me to. He's like, I didn't know such thing. I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> oh, we skipped over the fact that Annoying Kid 1 has a lady dog. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The Collie. Yeah. Um, Max is, is interested in, in Lady Dog. Oh, yeah. But then Lady Dog was not interested in him, but then kind of like was like walking back to the house and then kind of turned back and looked at him like, hey, I'm walking away, but that doesn't mean I don't want you to follow me. Yeah, it's there, there's some uh, interesting questions about dog consent this movie raises that I didn't anticipate. Yeah, yeah, although most female dogs I know that are in heat are would be like running towards the male dog, not away from the male dog. <laughs> running towards them backwards. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the four or five female dogs we've owned who've gone into heat. I could imagine doing that. Yes. And is it, so at this point, do we cut back to the cops? Yeah, they're still trying to find, uh, who might've broken into Cyberdyne laboratories and Lance, they call like Lance Hendrickson in and be like, Hey, here's like a bunch of mugshots of known like environmental activists. You know, the kind of people who might have broken into your lab and, like, tried to free animals. Uh, do any of these look like the people you saw? And he's like, no. And, like, this dog is going to fucking go psycho on everybody if it doesn't get its drugs. And it's all going to be on your heads and I'm out of here because you all are fucking useless. And fuck all y'all. And just backs out, like, giving them the finger. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And this is where we get the scene where the one cop is very concerned about the other cop. Yeah, about his weight, or it's like if you try to do this, like you'll feel like a whole no man, an old new man. He's gonna smoke, and the one cop's like, <laughs> yeah, like he's like he's got a cigarette smoking. in his mouth. Yeah, think about your propensity for heart disease and the like. A man of just stature. Yeah, like why are they both Italian American cops? Well, yeah, LA? this is L.A., and every like third character talks in like that stupid New York fucking accent. Yeah, like, they could have been, like, extras on The Sopranos. Actually, the, the heavyset cop is the voice for Detective Bullock from uh, Batman the Animated Series, which I think is great, because that dude apparently has just been completely typecast as a cop, to the point that he even voices cop characters and things. At any moment, you could just hear, like, any of the cops in this just start going, Hey, I'm walking over here! Yeah. What you doing? <laughs> well, where's, where you guys, you see this dog over here? I'm looking dog, for this dog, fucking dog. <laughs> but they're in LA. Yeah, so it makes zero fucking sense why they're all talking <laughs> like that. I know, it's, so, it's so dumb, but enjoyable at the same time. Um, oh, they also find the mugger behind the fucking stop and shop the, or whatever. The dumpster, yeah. Oh, there is one more adventure that Max has. I think before... Will they find the mugger? It's wildly unimportant, the sequence of it, but... 
Yeah, but they uh, so Max runs into a you know the uh, the the known enemy of all dogs, the mailman. Yep. And the mailman is like, "Yeah, dude, go ahead, fucking try it." And like, like pulls back his jacket, like fucking like Wild West style, and he's got like a fucking like little can of mace on the side of his belt. And Max is kind of growling at him, and then kind of makes a move towards him. So the the fucking postman like sprays him in the face with mace, and Max is like, "Dude, I eat mace for fucking breakfast on my Cheerios, asshole!" And then and just goes after him and chase chases him, jumps a fence. Uh, grabs him by the leg. Yeah, as he's going uh, over the fence, he catches him by the leg. Yeah, and then jumps over, like, just does, like, a standing jump over the fence, which is pretty impressive for a dog, and, uh, and then just rips the dude's throat out. Yeah. But then, does something that only an animal with jaguar DNA would think of. Yeah, drags him back <laughs> underneath the crawl space of the house, and Buries him. <laughs> uh, I've got to hide the evidence. Yep. <laughs> can't drag him up into a tree, so I'm going to drag him under the, the house. I can't swallow this postman hole. Nope. And, oh, oh, yeah, actually, no, this is after they find the dead body behind the dumpster, the cops do, where it's like, it's the mugger, and they're like, man, the dog did this? Like, that dog's fucking crazy. And Lance Harris is like, no, that dog deserves a medal. Like, basically, like, this dog is cleaning up the streets. Like, while you guys are here, like, this dog has turned in its badge and gun. It's gone maverick. Yeah. <laughs> and it's effective, and you're not, so it's, there's a fucking medal. Uh, meanwhile, the dog is burying a postman, and while he's burying the postman, he hears Chin Butt up above uh, mixing together uh, ground beef and the biggest box of rat poison which has ever been produced. Oh, it's fucking great. It's like the size of a box of cereal. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Like, what kind of fucking rat problem did they have in L.A. where that's just a thing you buy at the same place you buy ground beef? It's bigger than, like, the 40 Mule Team Borax box my mom bought once for, like, the... I don't know what it was for laundry or what, but, like, I just remember that it was called 40 Mule Team because it was, like, the weirdest fucking name for a box of powder. I... I would love to get like a reproduction of that prop because it's funny to me. <laughs> it, and it's like rat death, rat poison or something too. It's like beer brand beer only. <laughs> yeah. Poison brand rat poison. It's fucking great. So he makes him up a fucking murder uh, meatloaf. Yeah. And he's like, here, come get some beef tartare, Max. You'll love it. Just eat the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, and Max takes one whip, and it's like, nope, that's full of Radex. I, I'm not an idiot. Yep, and chases uh, Chin Butt out of the house, and then he takes the bowl up to the bathroom, <laughs> dumps the bowl in the toilet, and flushes it. <laughs> yeah, and across town, as all this is happening, uh, what's his head? Lance Hedrickson has figured out Thanks to a lab assistant finding the Betamax tape. Yeah. Uh, they're part of the local affiliate. The KGB. The KGB. Or KCBG, I think, or KCGB was the actual call call sign for that thing. But, oh, it's KGB. Okay, good. And uh, he goes to question them, gets kicked out by security, because, yeah. you know, he's causing a scene. 
Yeah, because he's fucking like, what did you do with my dog? Like he he has zero chill. Yeah, weird. Lance Hendrickson zero chill. Who just seen that coming? I still need to see Millennium. I've not watched a single episode of Millennium. And uh, he gets kicked out. Lies in wait in the fucking parking lot so he can trank the security guy so he can get back in. Yeah. He's like, well, if you won't let me in, I'm going to trank your ass and just go in myself. (laughs) Takes his gun and throws it under the car. And I'm like, bro, you just tranked a motherfucker in broad daylight in a parking lot. Take his fucking gun. You're already in. Like, go all the way with it. Don't be, don't punk out at this point. I mean, there's probably bigger legal repercussions if you're carrying a lethal weapon as opposed to a trank gun. I mean, I'm pretty sure once you've tranked a motherfucker, like, it's not any worse to just take his gun. I mean, there's like, there's assault, and then there's like, robbery with the use of a deadly weapon. Like, I mean... Oh, this sounds like, uh, this sounds like work for the intern. Yeah, Chris, 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 you type it out this time. Well, uh, I worry about the sunscreen I just got in my eye. Ugh. All right, here we go. At fun, fun published, page. fun page published. Intern Christian. So in L.A. If this will be fun, you trank. I'm well, not sure. It's theft if you take their gun, so I mean, there's that. A guy. Is it better to steal his gun also? Or kick it under a van? Or kick it under a van? And this is the riveting podcasting that our listeners expect. From a legal perspective. Not love, but expect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody tolerates this part. <laughs> uh, I actually know someone I can't ask that to, but I think technically he's in San Francisco, not L.A. But he works, he's like a legal... He's a legal aide. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he kicks the guy, the security guard's gun under the van so that he doesn't get shot with it later. And heads on in. Yeah. Because the one security guard also means that nobody else notices this guy who clearly shouldn't be there being there. Yeah. I mean... Once you get rid of the security guard, no one else will ever challenge you when you walk around a building. <laughs> yep. No matter no matter how crazy your eyes are. No matter how much yelling and threatening you're doing. Yeah. Oh, security is not here? Man, must be fine. He catches up with the camera lady. Yeah, uh, Rafi. Yells at her. She uh, folds instantly, which, in fairness, yeah. Crazy dude's yelling at me. Probably don't need to uh, to try to, you know, not tell him things. She gives up the info as to where Ali Sheedy lives. Okay, let's not take legal advice from him. 
Yeah, I don't think uh, he's an artist, not a lawyer. <laughs> a lover, I, not a fighter. I mean, that came down on my side, but I still not gonna follow that advice. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think for legal reasons we will not repeat that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So now everybody uh, is heading to Ali Shidi's house. Yes. Uh, but Chin Butt is, gets there first or is already there? So Ali, oh, Shidi, Ali Shidi is driving. Well, she's Cam- getting rid of... The camera lady calls her on her car phone, mind you, not a cell phone. Yes. No, no. It's got the cord that goes to the thing in the, in the console. Yeah, it's a full-on car phone, and it made me so nostalgic. Yeah, I was like, I remember those, kind of. Yeah, or at least it wasn't like the cell phone with the satchel attached to it, like my dad had. Yeah, it looks like it should be a military ordinance of some sort. Yeah, because the battery needed to be like fucking the size of a cereal box to, to, to run the phone. Yeah. She gives, She puts in the call and says, hey, I gave up everything. You might want to, I don't know, something. So she decides she's going to take Max to her friend at the junkyard. Because everybody at the junk, because, you know, like when you think of where, where who would want a dog, the first thing that comes to mind is the guy who runs the junkyard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, clearly. I mean, he's not going to tell, like, the ASP. PCA about it, I guess. I feel like if you work at a junkyard, you probably do some shady shit on the side. Yeah, I guess. I mean, either that or you're a pro wrestler. I I guess I only say that because if I owned a junkyard, I would be doing some shady shit on the side, like for sure. I mean, like what? Okay, so like you just like buy cars from people that are obviously stolen. Is that what you're saying? I mean, you know, you got a thing that needs to go away. I make it go away. I don't ask questions. Because, like, that's the point of the junkyard, right? Is someone, like, they have, like, this car that doesn't run anymore, so you pay them, like, ten bucks, and then you take it, and then you part it out. Like, that's that's the point of a junkyard, right? Yeah, the like, get that's rid the of business stuff. model. Yeah. That's the business model. More or less. Yeah, like, hey, we get rid of your car so you don't have to. And then we parted out, and that's how we make our money. Because I, I have bought, I bought a side view mirror from a drug junkyard once. It was like way cheaper than going to the fucking mechanic and having it done that way. Yeah, we have like uh, pick and poles around here. Those are fun. They're even yeah. cheaper. Yeah, and so like you, uh, yeah. So I get you. So you're the kind of guy, Chris. Like, oh, well, I have this car crusher. I don't actually care what's in the car when I crush it. Hey, look, I mean, the thing got crushed. You need, you need something yeah. in the cube, I'm your man. Yeah. Yep. And bodies, drugs, I don't know. I you mean... Know, you know, if, like, you... Man, that would be, like, the worst way to smuggle drugs would be to put a bunch of drugs in a car, crush it into a cube, ship that cube to China to be recycled, and then they, like, fucking somehow cut open the cube somehow and get the drugs out. Like, that would be, like, the worst way to smuggle drugs. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. This is a thought experiment. Yeah. Now, I mean, I don't know, like in the in the 
early 2000s when I took the Greyhound out to visit my wife and all you did was just throw your bags underneath the bus and ride the bus halfway across the country. Like, I could have had anything in that bag and no one would have cared. Like, yeah. you know, I, if, I, if you ever need to move clothes, Greyhound's the way to do it. So she drops off the dog after being assured by Junkyardman that he has a ranch somewhere where the dogs will get to run around free. Basically, he has a he has a, f- a farm upstate where the dogs will get to run around and sniff their dogs' butts. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. There's, he's got a million acres and all the cats it can swallow whole. <laughs> and immediately, the guy is an asshole and uh, doesn't like the dog barking, so he. Beats it with a shovel. From the back, just like fucking, like, just baseball swings the shovel to the back of the head of that dog. And it's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like, oh, okay, this guy's an asshole. And then he's, like, fucking trying to crack the dog's head open. Turbo. Like a pinata. He goes, he goes fucking turbo asshole. And you're like, whoa. Wow, that escalated quickly. So, Ali Sheedy's heading home. She's very sad. Gets another call on her car phone. From her boyfriend, Chin Butt. And he's like, look, I don't want to sound like a maniac, but the dog chewed through my brake lines. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention that. When Rudy, when Rudy, the, the rollerblade kid, took the dog out for a walk, the first thing they do is stop on the side of the road where a mechanic is changing the brake line on Chin Butt's car. And they're just like, oh, hey, dog. Hey, how's it going? Like, hey, could you, <laughs> you want to hand me the brake line? And the dog picks up the brake line and, like, just with its mouth and moves it and, like, hands it to the to the guy. And he's like, oh, shit, that dog's smart. And I don't know if it, like, bit through it then or if it came back later and chewed through the brake line. But uh, Chin Butt tried to drive his car and didn't do so well with the stopping. So he used the e-brake. Which, and, I mean, not going to help. Yeah, yeah. If you turn off, if you let off the gas, and the e-brake will stop the car. <sighs> it's, it's all hooked to the same thing. No, well, no, 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 no. Because your power brakes run with fluid, but your, your, your handbrake usually runs with a, uh, it's a cable that runs to the brakes. Oh, yeah. No, no. There's a cable usually, so it, it is a different system. I ain't a car guy like that. I well, <laughs> I took auto, an automotive class in high school back in like 1995. So maybe that's still how cars work. Who knows? Actually, well, I mean, well, well, actually, well, actually, that's, that's about the time period of this movie. So it's probably pretty good advice. Yeah, as much as I hate the way you said it, you're right. Uh, hey, thank you, Mr. Sontag. You're, the 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 class came in handy. Brett Sontag? Huh? Brett Sontag? I uh, know uh, what was his first name? Um fuck. I don't remember his first name. Fuck Sontag. Yes, fuck Sontag. <laughs> Spelled F U C H. Uh, so boyfriend calls her up and is like, Hey, look, I, 
I tried to poison the dog. It kind of sucks. It tried to kill me with the brick thing. And she's like, yeah, whatever, man. I got rid of the dog already. It's fine. And she's very sad. And keep in mind, she's had this dog for like seven and a half hours at this point. Yeah. Like. Maybe, well, overnight. She's had it overnight. But I guess it did save her from a mugger and then kill him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, so that's, it did its thing. That's fair. Ate a cat hole, etc. Hit a body. So she heads home, very distraught. Uh, boyfriend brought her a little puppy to make her feel better, named Spike. Uh, Spike uh, has a thing for power cords, which I'm sure won't play into the movie later. You caught that quicker than I did. I will I will say that. Yeah. I it was it was Chekhov's uh <laughs> it was Chekhov's dog idiosyncrasy. Yeah. And as all this nonsense is happening, we cut back to the junkyard where uh Max has come to He's very upset, you know, from the shovel beating. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't take that so well, oddly enough. Uh, the junkyardman makes a very reasonable move with a barking dog and uh, threatens to burn its eyes out with a fucking acetylene torch. While approaching it. Like, so he's got the dog on a chain attached to some heavy metal object. And... Decides that the best course of action is to approach it with an acetylene torch, oxyacetylene torch. Yeah. Uh, dog does not care for that. Uh, you, also, I think my Sontag had two ends. So it's not Brett, two legged bringer of destruction. I heard same guy. Um,. <laughs> So he makes his move. Dog manages to get free. Yeah, like pulls so hard that it bend, opens like one of the links on the chain where, you know, like as they the links are welded shut and he breaks the weld on it because the weld is the weakest part of the link. So that's at least surprisingly accurate. Yeah. He does manage to burn the dog in the face. As it eats him. Yeah. He tries to go oh. for his toolbox gun. Yep. And then Chopper six balls. Yep. Just gnaws his fucking dick clean off. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, good for you. And this dude is the uh, the weird, like, toy, like, little toy person maker in Blade Runner. The one that lives in that really run-down fucking hotel where it's just raining inside for some reason. They all live in a run-down hotel that's raining on the inside. No, but it's the specific one. <laughs> <laughs> People who've seen Blade Runner know the guy I'm talking about. I know. <laughs> if you haven't seen Blade Runner, you should watch it. It's not a fast-paced movie, but it's very enjoyable. Yeah, it's got one of the best monologues that's ever been committed to film. Yeah, it's got Rucker Howard, uh, Edward James Olmos, uh, Harrison Ford, Sean Young, this dude... Yeah, this this guy, and yeah. the rest. Yeah. Oh, uh, Daryl Hannah. 
Yeah. One year for Halloween, my wife dressed up as Pris. Oh yeah, that's a that's an interesting outfit. <laughs> well, it was less provocative. It was it oh, okay. was a family event. Anyway, so dog is free. Balls have been sicked. The cops all. So Lance Hedrickson rolls up to the house, but then here's the cops. So he takes off. The cops have figured out that Lance Hendrickson is like a disgraced geneticist. Yeah, like because he was, I don't know, like he. Uh... He was like doing some real Dr. Moreau shit. And I guess the, yeah. uh, the establishment didn't care for it is my understanding. Yeah. Basically, yeah. He's he's a maverick. He Jeez. turned in his gun and badge, his geneticist gun and badge. <laughs> You're a real loose cannon. Turn in your geneticist gun and badge. <laughs> I made that dumb joke twice now today. Great. That's good. <laughs> Enjoy you've, that shit, listeners. You've got loose cannon on the mind. <laughs> I do. So the cops show up, and they... Uh, no, wait. The cops don't show up yet. I've I have lost the <laughs> I have lost the thread at this point. So read your book. Don't you have a book, Chris? Read no, your book. I don't. Ha- I have bookless. Book. Ugh. So the the dog bites the balls. Yes, he six balls. Then he heads back to the house. Right where there is. Um, a puppy. Yeah, a bird. No, he already ate the bird. Oh, he ate the bird already. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, he ate the bird. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, with a scene where like the bird they disappear like off camera, and it is very clear that someone's playing tug with this dog from behind a door frame while he's quote unquote eating the bird. Yeah. And IMDb Which, would have you believe that everybody who's seen this movie was kicked in the head by a horse at some point. Or a horse lanta. And doesn't realize that none of this shit is real. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, what was that other movie you watched where they kept explaining how things weren't actually real? <laughs> IMDb. But yeah, they're like, oh, and this is how they did this shot without injuring the animals. I'm like... Well, I mean, I think even back in the nineties we didn't try to we tried not to injure the animals, right? Like Yeah, but I didn't need IMDB to tell me that that fucking dog didn't swallow that cat hole. Like I'm right? aware. <laughs> Shockingly enough, they used a fake dog head to simulate that. Huh. So they could weird. they could videotape it. Yeah, because when I was watching, I was like, I wonder how many takes it took to get that dog to swallow that cat hole. Probably a lot. I, I mean, could you imagine how much work they had to do to genetically design the dog to be the star of this movie? It does explain the budget of $2.8 billion on this particular movie. <laughs> right. And that's 1993 money, so. Yeah, that's like $400 billion now. And that's the GDP of several nations at this point. Uh. So the dog comes back the very next day. Mm-hmm. Scales the house because it oh, wants yeah. vengeance. 
Yeah, and it just goes like right up the side of the house with his special jaguar nails and agility. Yeah. Uh, attacks boyfriend. Pin butt. But then escapes as the cops show up. Who are already trying to find everything. They figured it yeah. out. They cracked the code or whatever the fuck they did. I Lance Henriksen was kind of like, uh, by the way, this lady has my dog. Yeah. Uh, the At dog, Estrafes. The cops <laughs> give chase. Um, oh, yeah, like... The and then we have the uh, so we didn't mention the com the comedic relief dog catchers. They weren't funny or relieving. That's why. That is true. And uh, and so like they they track him down to like a warehouse or something. And about five minutes before this, I had said, you know what? They still haven't used that camouflage thing yet. And then. Uh, the dog just kind of camouflages itself in the warehouse and jumps out at them suddenly and scares them enough they'd never want to be dog catchers again they, and it runs off. They literally run through a door. Yeah. It's a motherfucking Scooby-Doo bit. <laughs> There's like an outline of them as they go through. Yeah, they're all like, zoinks! And they ran off. <laughs> and the, the cops are like, don't worry... We're just going to hang out here because the dogs are going to come back on account he keeps doing that. Yeah, which, hey, actually kind of smart. Not the worst plan. No, like they're like, oh, hey, the dog seems to like you a lot. So we're just going to keep you here and then wait for the dog to show up. We're using you as human bait. Congratulations. Yeah. Ali Sheedy puts on the uh, most hideous outfit she could muster. <laughs> I never didn't even notice it. What was it? Uh, she's just, it's every outfit in this is like 1993, so they're all terrible. Oh, okay. It's like uh, the boyfriend's running around in like suit jackets and white t shirts most of the time. Yeah, they're kind of Miami vicing it a little bit. Ali Sheedy's wearing like somewhere in between a pantsuit and then like a minister's wife dress combo thing with shoulder pads. Yeah. Oh yeah, like and like not little shoulder pads. Nineteen nineties shoulder pads. Yeah, it's it's all it's all bad. Nineties was a bad time for fashion. And that's yeah. coming from a guy who owns nothing but novelty t shirts. And flannel shirts. Well, not anymore, but back then, yes. I never wore flannel back then. I think the closest I ever got to being near fashion was for a dance. I bought a silk shirt and one of those leather braid belts. I mean, I wouldn't say close, but. I, they said that's the closest I got. <laughs> that, that was Iowa fashion, baby. Yeah, well, you know, like the, 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 the billowy silk shirts. And then like you had that leather belt that. You could like hang you 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 bought it oversized so you could then like loop it over itself and like let part of it hang down. Was the style at the time? It was the style at the time. <laughs> it wasn't an onion though. <laughs> I maybe Matt knows what I'm talking about. I believe you. I'm sure you do. 
So the cops are posted up. Um, the skinny cop, skinny cop is in the car, ready to call in anything. Uh, the cop who needs to worry about his weight and smoking cigarettes is uh, in the house, and he decides to go. He hears something, so he decides to go out and look underneath the house in the crawl space where he discovers the mostly buried body of the postal service employee, but not the completely buried body of the postal service employee. Yeah. And you know he's dead because there's cockroaches on him. Yeah, they get there quick. Yeah, I guess. And that gets him uh, ate by a dog. Yep. And then, but, but Ali Sheedy hears it. And so she runs out. Uh, she runs out to the car and finds Skinny Cop has already had his throat bitten out. Yeah. By by Cujo. And Lance Hendrickson rolls up. Yeah. Demands that she gets in the car because he's going to lure the dog back to uh, Cyberdyne. <laughs> and and he, they're gonna, he does. They're going to finish things there. Although we did miss the, we did skip the part where the dog just jumped over like two cop cars parked nose to head, nose to tail. Yeah, that was pretty fucking dumb. <laughs> it was dumb and gnarly, and I loved it. So they uh, they head back to Cyberdyne. Mm-hmm. The dog catches up because it runs yeah, real fast. Like it runs them down while they are driving there at thirty-five plus miles an hour. Yeah, it was also part cheetah. Yes. Uh, jumps on the roof, causes them to ramp the car through the like security checkpoint area. Through the front of the building as well. Lance Hedrickson tells her not to get out of the upside down burning car because it's safer there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, no, nah, fam. Yeah. Also, she brought Spike with her. The little dog. The little yeah, the little baby dog. She runs inside, hides in the abandoned experiment wing, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I think Lance Henriksen's like, well, the jig is up. I'm going to start getting rid of all these animals that I'm not going to get to experiment on anymore. And somehow that makes him the good guy? Uh, I mean, in fairness, I don't think there are any good guys in this movie. Maybe Ali Sheedy? Kind of. Maybe. The the dog is giving chase, Max. Yeah. Uh, she runs into the experiment wing, drops Spike, who is like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to hide under this thing where I am small and no one can get me. Fair. He's a smart little boy. Uh, Max comes in, is all mad and whatnot. Ali Sheedy manages to get him calmed down because of the bond they share. Yep. But then Lance Henderson busts in with a shotgun. Yep, he is a scientist with a shotgun. Yeah. He's no Rucker Hauer. Um, He's Lance Henderson. Max lunges at him. 
He puts one in him, but then gets yeah, like knocked. Shot, shotgun blasts him, of course, like the dog practically goes flying across the room. Yeah. Because uh, variable power shotgun. It, it somehow manages to knock Lance Hedrickson over a railing onto a big cage. Which because is, equal and opposite reaction. Uh, you should, you know, that one scientist guy told us about that. Yeah. You know, the science one. Yeah, the guy who's... what? Neil Bohr. No, Newton. No, I know it wasn't Neil Bohr, but... No, 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 no. I was trying trying to think of... (laughs) Niels Bohr gave us the... What, the fucking... Was that the muffin model of the the atom? I don't fucking know. Yeah. I just know it's not that thing. (laughs) No, I was trying to think of uh, Newton. Uh, Spike electrocutes fucking Lance Hendrickson because that's what he does is by by plugging in the cord that he found because that's what he does is play with cords all day long. That's not going to be terrible for him later. <laughs> Nothing bad could possibly happen there. No. Um, there's a heartfelt goodbye to Max. Yeah, because you know, I mean, he was wasn't his fault. He was a bad boy. Yeah. It was all the lack of mood stabilizers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. Like, I I felt bad for Max because I have a soft spot for dogs. And then we jumped smash cut the three month later. Yep. Where uh, apparently... Oh, we forgot to say... We got, forgot to tell people that the Collie and Max smashed it at one point. Yeah. And uh, one of them made a real weird noise. Not clear which one, but it was the one that looked the most like the. So the 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 collie had puppies, and there was one puppy that looked the most like Max, and that was the one that they put the growl noise over. Oh right, to insinuate it was a bad dog. Well, because it's got the it's got Max's genetics because it looks like him, as opposed to all the other ones who don't. Yeah, because that's how that's... genetics work. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, if you don't look like me, you can't possibly have my genetics. And that's all that there is. Indeed. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? Uh, it's pretty dumb, but it's charming. It, it every so often will just escalate itself into just absurdity, like the cat thing, or jump in the cars, or the shovel, like... <laughs> Uh, you'll be happy to know that no animals were harmed in the making of this film. Yeah, and, the, and, and if you want to know wh- how that happened, go to IMDb. They will tell you. Oh, they will tell you so much about it. <laughs> I, it's a goofy creature feature thing. I'm not mad at it. It's not high art, but it was it was fun enough. It's kind of fun watching all the goofy bullshit they had to do with the animals and all the shit they put in in post because clearly that dog wasn't trying to hurt anybody. Now that dog had like the happiest body language yeah, like and- you've ever seen. And then they're like, grrr, argh, you know, with it. <laughs> I mean, you could do worse. I'm not a huge uh, 
angry dog movie guy, but eh, it's fine. It's worth a watch. I'd say at least once. It's kind of fun. It's goofy. What do you think, Troy? I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, I I love me some dogs. I think I'm on record as a dog owner and dog lover. Uh, not lover. You know, as as they say, truth about cats and dogs: love your pet, don't love your pet. Um. No, I I thoroughly enjoyed this. I thought it was fun. Uh, I. Max was very sympathetic to me for most of the movie. Towards the end, got a little, uh, a little too much. Uh, I think you could also, I, I think you could also read a lot of his actions as being toxic, toxic masculinity, which I think was fun, uh, completely unintentional, I'm sure, by the movie. Even though the uh, the writer director for this movie wrote the screenplay for Child's Play, uh, both of them, the the like 1980s or 90s one and the 2019 one, wild, yep. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I had fun with this movie. I, it was, <laughs> it was, so I told my wife, Hey, you know, like if you get tired of doing whatever you're doing, come watch this movie with me. It's probably won't be too bad. It's, it's an alley sheety movie from the nineties. How bad can it be? Well, it got a little worse than I expected. So that was fun between the, you know, like biting people's crotches off and necks out and, shoveling shovel heading dogs and like yeah it got a bit worse than i explained and like just burning them in the face with the uh, oxy with the with you know blow torches and things like that uh but it was still highly enjoyable i i would say watch this movie you know i mean maybe not if you like have trouble with animal cruelty in any way because even though you can read about how no animals were harmed. It still sure as fuck looks like animals were harmed because movie magic. So if that is a trigger for you, probably should not watch it. But other than that, I'd say give it a shot. It's actually pretty good. And uh, what are we watching next week, Chris? We are watching Intruder, I think. In- Intruder? I take it you can't hear me. There you go. Now I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching Intruder. Yay! It's just to us by a fun-paid wintern Christian, who never actually suggests movies. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not part of the description. No, no. Um, yeah. So no, that should be interesting. It's a it's a Raimi flick. We do have some Raimi cam in this movie, though. That is true. With like shots, low shots, zooming through areas, not forests, obviously, but. So what if other people want to recommend Raby-esque things? How would they do that? Well, they could go to uh, Facebook where we're Slaughterhouse Princess. They could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, don't bother tweeting at us or xing at us or whatever the fuck it's called now because Elon Musk is going to drive that to the ground as quickly as he possibly can. Uh, you could go to our subreddit, r slash SHP podcast, where at least I will pay attention if you post something there. I'll get a mod mail about it and, and check it out. Uh, otherwise, uh, go to our Discord at discord.sorrowsprincess.com. There is a uh, movie request channel there where I take movie requests and add them to our list and then tell you I did so. Uh, and if you would like to support us financially, you could go to store or patreon.sorrowsprincess.com and check those places out. 
I'm not going to tell you where to listen to this podcast because you're listening to this podcast. So you've already figured that out. True. So that's all I got. That's all you need. Mm Mm-hmm. So come back next time for Intruder. And while other podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Extended by... Uh, extended by what, Chris? What would you use to extend it with? <laughs>